Hello, this is Sharon Steitler, the bird chick, and I am here with non-birding Bill. Who the hell are you talking like I, that? I, Bill, am practicing in my NPR voice because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts that's put out by public radio. And sometimes Great. I appear on public radio, Fantastic. so I just want to talk to you in a very calm, over-medicated way, in that way that you take in college <laughs> courses. Boniva, it's just what you need to get through. Are they all on Boniva? Out at, I don't uh... think Boniva was something else. Oh, okay. Um, that what was Annie Potts uh, uh, I don't know. It was like something for, di- it was something for regularity. Oh, sure. But she said it like she was like stoned really out of her mind. Yeah. stoned, yeah. yeah. It's just what you Ghostbusters, need. Ghostbusters, what do you need? To feel your best. And I'm right. sure she got a lot of money for that. <laughs> so I just I just went birding um, up at uh, in, in Rothsay, Minnesota, to go to a prairie chicken blind. And we stayed at... Um, we stayed at a, a hotel, and one of the guys from Game of Thrones is uh, a spokesman for... Wyndham oh, Hotel. sure. The, uh, yeah, uh, the, Tormund, it's not... Yeah, the guy who's the leader of the the Wildlings now. The Wildlings. The one who's after Brienne. Right. And, uh, oh, what is he called? Giant Spain. Giant Spain. But anyway, he, he's in he's a suit, you know, and I'm just like, oh, this is great. The, the person that was with me is is kind of familiar with pop mm-hmm. culture. And I, and I was just going on about how excited I was mm-hmm. for him and what a great paycheck this was right. for him. And she's like, oh, like he needs a paycheck because he's on Game of Thrones. No. And I was like, no, I, I, this is paying more Advertising than Game of Thrones. Advertising plays so much more money yes. than acting. Yes, and I, I, that's why I was like, no, I'm really happy for him because he's getting way more. I mean, this oh, is yeah. why you're on Game of Thrones is yeah. to get this kind of bank. Yes. <laughs> But no, like, you just no a union gig on a popular show that's going to pay you some money. Oh yeah. But advertisers, and especially if you are the face and you are like they had. I'm not saying it's life size because he was tall as me, but they sure. had like a cutout of him. Yeah. He was on my key card. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I took my key card home sure. specifically because because I love yes. that character and I don't. I'm not someone who seeks out the autographing conventions. Right, 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 right. But you and I go to enough sci-fi conventions. He could conceivably be there. He could be, and I would love to have him sign my Wyndham. And and I would also just be like, congrats, I am so happy for you. Because you do a great job, and you have this lucrative advertising deal. That's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. I I have to, I, I don't even want to know the alchemy through which they got him. For that gig, or which through which he got, I hope that they have like little videos of him doing that. I can I, either confirm nor great. deny that someone I know in the great. advertising industry figure, said we we worked on that campaign. I have pictures if you want. Back them. when Mad Men was wrapping up, John Hamm was the voice of like Cadillac or something. Mm-hmm. And you just hear his voice like Cadillac. It's what you just and you figure, yeah, okay, that's that's gonna happen. But like when these character actors, the character actors, yeah, get a gig. Brilliant. Good. I'm so yeah. happy for you. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, no, and he just looks adorable in his yeah. little blue tuxedo. Yes. And and I'm just like, go you, yeah. I'm so happy. And, but it just cracked me up that my friend was just like, no, no, the TV show's where you make the money. I'm like, no. No, <laughs> no the endorsement no. deals are where yeah, you make the money. Yeah, yeah. As someone you... who filmed a reality show pilot for no money, they're like, well, you're going to make endorsement deals. Mm. I'm like, mm, no. No, you go in and you work for, he probably worked 
one or two weeks a year on that, and that's and just it gets great, the, fantastic. It, and now he can do whatever project he wants. Yes. You know, it's like I, I'll I'll keep doing the lucrative Game this of Thrones remi- thing. The, they were talking about like the the Harry Potter, uh, the kids, the the mm-hmm. three the three main kids, and they were talking about like how much money they're worth, and like um, Daniel Radcliffe was making a lot of bank, and but um, Emma Watson Watson was far above them. It's like. Oh yeah, she's she's doing like L'Oreal, like not L'Oreal, but um, some makeup thing. Makeup thing. And it's like, oh yeah, she's like David Daniel Radcliffe is like doing Broadway and like indie movies and stuff, and she's doing like L'Oreal ads and stuff. Oh yeah, no, she's worth a far more money. Oh yeah, if you can get in the cosmetics industry, oh, yeah, which that's is crazy money, basically as a consumer, a giant black hole that yeah. will just suck your money away for the yeah. rest of your life. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, you oh, definitely want to do that. Crazy money yeah. for that. Yeah. It is, so good for them. Good for them. I'm glad for them. I'm irritated by the cosmetics industry. But. Well, obviously, we all are. Although, I will say, some cosmetics are actually really effective sunscreens. Well, sure. But well, this was the thing that came up. It was like this thing about shaming men for wanting to wear cosmetics. And it was like, on one hand, wear what you want. I do not want to shame. If men want to wear eyeliner... And quite frankly, and some men look really great in eyeliner. Fantastic. Wear whatever you want to wear to make yourself feel like you want to mm-hmm. wear... All this stuff. At the same time, don't get into the cosmetics industry. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. The, the I am fascinated yeah. when I have to go buy cosmetics because you have to look a certain way if you're going to be on TV and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I will, of all the sunscreens I've ever used, mm. there are concealers that they're not as heavy as the sunscreen cool. stuff that you put on your face. It doesn't wreak havoc on your skin. It feels better. Men. I go mm-hmm. into some Mac cosmetic. Like if, if sunscreen mm-hmm. is an issue for you, oh yeah, look into the cosmetic industry because yeah. you can get some foundations that are really great sunscreens that it doesn't feel like you're wearing that big gigantic yeah. heavy mask of mm-hmm. lotion on your face. Since I have, since you have opened my eyes to how makeup is used, I am so amazed at like, like just watching women and watching television and watching like what is like oh that's why i'm into that. i've been trained to be into like the big eyebrows mm-hmm. and things like this and like oh here's how and this you're married is. to someone who does not deal with eyebrows no i wear glasses so i don't have to deal with my sure eyebrows. but yeah it's just like i've become so much more aware of as they say the the performance of femininity yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 and i mean if you want to wear makeup in the field because you do. like please Please wear whatever you want to to make you feel happy. Yeah. Male or female or whatever gender or non-gender you identify with. Please yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. And But I'm just saying, men, uh, if you need some sunscreen and you're like, oh, God, I really hate all that, that the, the lotions that have... There are some oh, yeah. really great cosmetics that okay. do the same thing as sunscreen and just feel a lot better. It, it actually doesn't feel like you're wearing anything on your face at all. all right. And it's kinder to your skin. Great. Pro tip. Pro tip from the bird chick. So we actually recorded a previous version of this podcast where uh, I was not allowed to post it because I distracted you too much from talking about birds. So let's talk about birds. Um, Actually, no. I felt like we <laughs> drank too much in that podcast. Impossible. And that we... It's, it's one of those things, if we had a Patreon, we would release it to... Because... Spoiler alert. I am actually putting together a Patreon deal. And that is... Uh... That's I'm I'm like figuring out the tiers and everything. All right. Anyway, and that's gonna be one of the one of the first things. Like you always do your stretch goals. Like if you get, you know, 
50 donors or if you get to $500 in our own Yeah, so I'll tell you what. If we get to if we get to like what 100 bucks on the Patreon, we'll release right. the drunk podcast. Sure. If we get to $1000, we'll release the infamous podcast where we got in an argument. That's deleted. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, that's too That's bad. not even on like not, uh, not like on time machine. That doesn't exist. That's probably for the, the best. The two of them because there were two before were we two? finally released one. No, I don't want to hear people. I don't. I, as funny as you think it would be, it's not a funny argument. So no, those those don't exist. Oh, okay. I specifically deleted. Them. That's that's probably why we've been married for twenty years. Is that you delete the podcast that we shouldn't release? You delete the bad parts of the history. All right, we should actually talk about birds. Please, because this is a birding Please. podcast. For the love this of is God, a let's podcast. talk about birds. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about pop culture. Okay. Because okay, Cole so Stratton's gonna kick my ass, but okay. Uh. Birders don't know who that is. So, so there's been a thing sweeping the internet called Laurel and Yanni, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's it, you hear the sound, and some people hear one particular word, and some right. people hear the other. And I found it interesting because this is spring migration, mm-hmm. and it's when people start posting all the birds that they they see. Right. And and you know traditionally in the past it's been a whole bunch of um, blurry photographs and and mm-hmm. things like that and people are you know well, bless this one woman's heart posting to a warbler page that she had this really rare African warbler that's never been seen in the no, United it's States it's no. very clearly a house wren you can hear it and you're just like no 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 I, I it's mm. a, that's a really great recording you have of a, a house wren there a really great video of it and it's like no 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 it's this African species mm. of warbler and I'm like no no and sure. and 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 they're like well you know birds don't read maps and i'm like anyway anyway this year it's all about and and i partially blame myself uh because i've told people you know if you hear a sound you should use the video feature on your phone Mm -hmm. because it's a much better microphone than using the audio recording and it's 10 times easier to post that to facebook and Mm -hmm. have someone listen to a video and hear it so the other morning my feed was just jam-packed uh, not necessarily people posting to me, but on all the different what's this bird right. and your various state birding pages. Like, what is this that I'm hearing? And it is the time of year when Tennessee warblers come through. Tennessee mm. warblers aren't the most colorful warbler ever. Uh, and they're a very vociferous warbler. Mm-hmm. And they can have some variations. So somebody posted something, and I'm like, oh, that's that, that's a Tennessee warbler. And then some other people were like, mm, no, 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 I think that's a sedge run. I'm like, yeah. No. no, 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 no. The cadence is all off. This is, this is, this is, I've never heard a Tennessee warbler like this. And, and, and then someone even at one point was like, I need someone to post a recording of a Tennessee warbler that right. sounds like that. That doesn't sound. And I'm like, why don't you just go digging around on Zeno Canto? Cause I'm sure yeah. you can find that. But, so, but anyway, it suddenly dawned on me with this whole Laurel Yanni controversy. Everybody's hearing this sound differently. So, so, right. so let's talk about like talk about this. Okay, so the whole Laurel Yanni thing is you can play this sound, and I put it up on a speaker because I can hear it two different ways depending on it's what's the happening. it's the blue dress gold dress above of audio. So here we go of audio. Oh, Laurel. Oh, Laurel. Laurel. What do you hear? Laurel. That's what I hear. Okay. That's weird because when I first listened to this, I heard the opposite of whatever you heard. I have... Okay, so when I first played this uh, on my computer, Mm -hmm. I could hear 
gibberish. Mm -hmm. I could hear two things, and I could kind of make out a laurel, and I could kind of make out a second sound, and then it mm -hmm. just gradually became laurel. And then I thought, well, maybe somebody's just, like, messed around with the sound, and then mm -hmm. I went to the file, and when I started it over, it went to laurel. Mm -hmm. But when I play it on different speakers... Right, because you're playing this right now. You have a, on an, a external, really nice... an external speaker that has, like, a really nice bass function on it, so I'm hearing a lot of bass. Yes, yes. Because I heard Yanni... Uh, before. Well, somebody was playing it in our courtyard earlier mm -hmm. on their on their phone, and mm -hmm. I listened to it, and I was like, "Oh, that's very clearly saying Yanni." But mm. there's a tool, so let's see. Let's see. I'm just gonna try and play it on my computer speakers. Sure. Let's see how. I still hear Laurel. I hear Laurel. All right, so I'm gonna adjust it. No, I hear Yanni. And then just so, because, in case people have been hearing Laurel, I'm just gonna do this. Stop that. Yeah. Laurel. So basically what this is, is based on your hearing, it's, it's essentially, you remember the thing about the mosquito? The the thing that the Japanese were using to get teenagers to Yes, I can hear it. Storefronts. It's an annoying sound that you cannot hear if you're, like, after most people are 30 years old, their hearing, hearing degrades to the point where they can't hear it, but it, it's a super annoying sound. Mm -hmm. Um, I can hear it. I can, I could not hear it. There are different uh, mosquito repellent mm -hmm. apps that you can download, and it's supposed to play a sound from... Well, it wasn't even that. It was just to, It was just called that to get rid of... No, but that is yeah. the sound. That is the sound, because... So this is basically whatever your hearing range is. Oh, are you pausing? Okay, sorry. Just, just pause it for a okay. second. Okay, so we're going to give an example of the mosquito sound. Sharon is going to play a little bit of this, so if you have sensitive hearing, you are going to hear this. We're going to play a little bit of this, so just be prepared. If you are driving, stop this podcast right this instant. Especially if you, if you have sensitive hearing. If you, have, if you are under 30 or have sensitive hearing, okay. So Sharon is going to play this sound, which I cannot hear, in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Sharon is reacting in agony. Stop playing this right now. Oh my now. god, that's so <laughs> I could not, I cannot hear this at all. That sound to me, mm -hmm. it sounded like someone was taking a needle mm -hmm. and puncturing my ears. Amazing. It is a very high-pitched, it's not, I, it is yeah. horrible. I remember I was uh, still working at uh, a university when this came out, and our student workers were like, just right, what the fuck is wrong with you that you can't hear that? It's like... So I want. So I have to assume that this is this whole Laurel Yanni thing is an effect of. It's an effect of that, and so and I just want to say the thing that I played is an app that you can download mm -hmm. called Anti Mosquito. Sure. And it's supposed to be something that you can play on your phone to keep mosquitoes away. And it no. and and the version I played is the 14 kilohertz. There's yeah. also a 16 kilohertz and a 20. And I don't mm -hmm. even want to mess with those. Maybe hopefully I can't hear them. I'll, I'll but 14 I'll... is so painful to my ears. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm going to start taking this to uh, conventions that I go to and just, <laughs> just tap, tap, tap. You know what? The other thing that this reminded me of, and I'm, I'm going to tie this in, was we both took an online test as to your visual acuity. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you and I both scored like like 14 out of 15. It was like, which of these two shades is darker? And it's two shades of dark green. Mm -hmm. And we both did very well. And I have to wonder if part of the problem with people identifying birds is they literally cannot this is the huge this is oh the no thing. I've, I've gone birding with colorblind yeah, birders no i'm not even talking about colorblind i'm talking about the difference between 
one shade of dark green and a slightly darker shade of oh, yeah. dark green. Oh, that that is a thing, yeah. Because I know people, like, I remember when, for example, just pull this out of my, out of the air, The Simpsons, when The Simpsons came out, The Simpsons to me are yellow. Mm -hmm. And I remember people referring to The Simpsons as being orange. I was like, no, there is there is no comparison between... But there are people who do not perceive that difference between yellow and orange. So there is a colleague who I work with, mm -hmm. and he recently came out of his office, and he was like, I need to ask you about my shoes. And I looked at his shoes, and mm -hmm. I immediately... I said, your shoes are two different colors. Are they really? Because... He's colorblind, mm -hmm. and he thought they were two different colors because something seemed kind of mm -hmm. strange with them. And it was a real subtle, like, it's kind of like with doing flycatcher stuff, the difference between, yeah. like, dusky and buff. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and I was like, they are clearly two different colors. Sure. And, and he had to take them back. But it was also very clear that the person, the salesperson who worked with mm -hmm. him, was, was also, also colorblind. Well, I mean, you talk about colorblindness, and maybe I'm, I'm sensitive about this because you talk about, like, you know, blue-green color blindness and red-yellow, like the stuff they test you for when you take it. Well, and men are and just more prone about, to it than women. Yeah, and I'm just talking about, like, I'm very sensitive, like, because I, well, I want to say I took this test, but, like, the difference between shades. Like, mm -hmm. I perceive that. So I don't consider that color blindness probably because I don't have it. No, but this but this whole Yanni-Laurel thing mm -hmm. really, it, it opened my eyes to a lot of things. Uh, I, but, but it was like... It opened your ears? It opened my ears. Oh. But also, like, when I go out and I teach birding by ear workshops or sometimes I go out with someone and they'll be like so what are you hearing and mm -hmm. I'll list like 15 species right oh, yeah. off the bat you and hear so much more than I do when we go out but one person was like you have trained your ears to hear so far away from what I hear that I can hear like the birds within 10 mm -hmm. feet of us but the stuff that you're hearing that's like 50 feet away I, yeah. I, I can't hear but also the difference with speakers and stuff and identification and like how mm -hmm. things sound versus when your uh, headphones are plugged in and listening mm -hmm. to a video versus this and it also made me think about the controversy of using taped calls right. honestly I think taped calls can be used very mm -hmm. well they can be used ethically sibley has a really fantastic article about mm -hmm. it's a thing you can use them this is when and where and how but the type of speaker because for a long time i've kind of poo-pooed people who were like well it's pointless to play uh, a sound from your iphone because it's not loud enough whereas mm -hmm. i feel like if you're using your iphone speakers that's as loud as an individual bird. Whereas right. if you're playing a speaker and cranking it, right. that sounds like some monster bird to the bird you're trying to attack yeah. and make scared away. Well, it's also interesting, like, how do the birds hear these sounds? That Well, and that's what I'm getting to. So, like, we have the rails uh, in my neighborhood patch. Mm -hmm. And I can sometimes, I, I don't play the calls all the time. I basically use it as a point count thing to see how many rails we have breeding in mm -hmm. my patch. And, uh sometimes it, it's fascinating to me who responds and who doesn't and who responds to what call. Mm. And now I'm wondering, it's like, I wonder if my phone is not playing the bass enough so I may right. be getting not a good sampling of how many breeding Virginia rails that I yeah. have in my patch. Well, what's interesting to me about, like, we talk about the whole, like, blue-green, you know, the blue dress, white dress thing. And oh, that was that, sort yeah. of this that's, that's what the whole Laurel Young And there was a whole, is. like, but the people, it seems like very quickly, I don't, and I... Assume I don't know that the people who created this, like, did the video where they shifted the the pitch or whatever it was to show you what the other people were hearing. Mm -hmm. Like, it, so it's just, like, secret information that you don't have. 
There's a there, there's actually really fascinating because of course the internet is fascinated mm-hmm. by this, and so they've dug deep about where this has come from mm-hmm. and who did it. Apparently, it's a former cast member of Cats who actually mm-hmm. recorded the 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 sound. Okay. <laughs> but um, when they is did this it- going to be the new way of like hiding information or like cheating on your spouse? You record it. You record the text lower than they can hear, so that they. So the the I can't see you, Stephen. I love my husband too much. It's like. Meet me, 3 o'clock. Well, so what this has come from is this is from Vocabulary.com and Mm. the pronunciation of Laurel. And uh, when the site first launched, they wanted people who had strong pronunciation and could read words written in the International Phonetic Alphabet, Mm. a standardized representation of sounds spoken in any language. Mostly opera singers know how to use this language. So yeah, we hired a bunch of opera singers to record 200,000 words. And we didn't want to reveal... This is the Jack Donaghy uh, 30 it, Rock that's episode. That's pretty much what boom, this is. Boom, smack. Boom, boom, smack. Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what this is. And the guy that did it, whose last name is Tinkler. <laughs> um, Chuck Tinkler? He says, I don't want to reveal the pronouncer's name because I don't know if they're comfortable with being viral, with how viral his pronunciation of Laurel mm-hmm. has become right now. But, um, but yeah, so you can, you can read more about... But, this whole Yanni Laurel thing, I just was like, this is why people have trouble learning oh, yeah. birding by ear, because birds can have variations. And well, if people are hearing that different... oh, So, and I, so if people are hearing that different of a sound. When mm-hmm. you're learning bird sounds and listening to them on your phone, mm-hmm. and then you hear the actual sound in the wild, it's like, well, that doesn't sound anything like it. There's a like very that. funny... Like, there's a thumb sketch or something to be done about the way people perceive... Any aspect of reality, like if we literally cannot hear the same tones, just like the, you know, one person is saying something and mm-hmm. this is what I heard. Well, then there's the whole <sighs> thing that birds hear each other differently than we hear them. Oh, sure. Uh, Who was the guy that slowed bird songs uh, down? There's been, Lang Elliott has yeah. done it and Don Krudzma has mm-hmm. written some really great articles about it. But the thinking is, like, the way birds' ears are structured, mm-hmm. they hear each other very differently than we uh, hear them. Yeah, yeah, I remember, like, the thing about pigeons is they see, like, the human eye perceives something at, you know, whatever, 24 frames per minute, and pigeons are, like, an order of, like, 36. So, like, the reasons why pigeons don't fly away when people walk towards them is because we're moving in slow motion yeah. towards them. Yeah, well, and, and the same with peregrine falcons. They were, I remember at one point they were talking about peregrine falcon vision processing versus mm-hmm. our vision processing and it's like watching like an old film not mm-hmm. like the way we watch them on dvds now right. but like they would be able to see flickering yeah whereas we don't see that we just see a continuous yeah. image and there was even concern like with certain lights they would be able to see a flickering with that and would mm-hmm. that cause you know endocrine problems with them yeah uh, that, that's a whole thing with the deal but but no uh when you listen especially if you're listening to thrushes Swainson's thrushes, wood thrushes, varies. Those birds are harmonizing with themselves. Mm-hmm. And when you slow the call down, you can hear all those individual calls. Yeah, yeah. So they don't sound like didgeridoos. Oh, so I was trying to do the Truven throat singing, but I could okay. not. Well, I can kind of do a very. A very doesn't buy it, but people can buy it. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can do the very. Hold on. Mm-hmm. And, but, but I'm just. Sure. I'm just basically making my whistle go through mm-hmm. saliva. But varies are actually like singing two notes at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And, and so if you slow that down, and the thinking is that the way bird ears are structured, they yeah, can hear I mean, it slower and process It's the same the thing that, you know, 
bees and insects can see in the ultraviolet. It's well, like some birds can too. We, sure, I, or some birds can. It's like we're not perceiving reality in the same way that they are. Bird reality but is because, so fucking psychedelic. But because we are humans and we assume that everything that we perceive is, you know, reality. It's like, oh, these birds are singing because it's pretty, and it's like we're missing so much of the picture. No, there's a cartoon out there where like they're they're translating the birds, mm. and it's like, hey, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. I'm gonna fight you, bro. <laughs> come at me bro come at me it's like hey let's have an orgy over here and then there's a person out there with binoculars like oh isn't this spring bird song so beautiful and refreshing well, there's, there's the great uh far side cartoon where the guy is standing with his son in their backyard he's like oh yes the birds are singing it's common of, of the primitive animals to establish territory and the joke is that they're in this tiny little yard surrounded by a fence and everybody else has this also tiny little fence. Yeah, but, uh, and, and that's, that's pretty yeah. nice. So if you want to learn your bird song, I know I, I keep... really wish we could establish territory battles with songs. Wouldn't that be amazing if humans could do that? Oh, God. Could you imagine how annoying our neighbor's songs would be? If we had to, like, if we had to, set, like, national borders or even state borders, it's just like we got our best singers to go out there. Canada would use Drake. Yeah. <laughs> Just having rap battles that are... are yeah, maybe Justin Bieber would try to, like, fight sure. Drake for, yeah. you know, the Canada territory. Just, like, move our... Yeah, territory. Oh, oh God. No. Who would be the United States rap? <laughs> or maybe... maybe We have a lot of rappers in the United States. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, I'm, but you oh. also have people down south who, you know, probably aren't down with the rap music. Yeah. They probably would want someone who wears a cowboy hat mm. and sings with a no twang. Cowboy. Anyway. There's uh, that one guy who always wears a cowboy hat. Chuck E. Cheese? What are you talking no, about? No, Chuck E. Cheese never... He wore a derby. He oh, never okay. wore a... No. Um, I think it was the guy that was married to Renee Zellweger. Okay, now you're trying to distract me from bird news so that this podcast... <laughs> like, let's move on to another bird story. Okay. Um, well, we haven't really done any bird stories, but we've just talked about this how... It's completely been a bird story. All right. Um, so, some owls have gotten a little kinky. Okay. Um, there is an owl nest, and it is one in Reno, Nevada, of course, because yeah. Nevada. They're getting divorced. Uh, owl chicks have two moms. That's a joke from all of, for all of you who uh, watch movies from the 50s, where you had to go to Reno to get divorced. <laughs> yeah, so it has two moms and yeah. a dad. Okay. So it's a nice little triad going on there. How do you have two, like... The two wait two owls clutched in the same nest. Two females and one male, oh. all in the same nest on okay. a building, and okay. apparently everybody is raising the chicks and getting along fine. No one understands how this works because okay. great horned owls can be kind of territorial. Sure, I don't know why these two females are tolerating each other because especially because females be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I should point out how that's problematic. <laughs> they got that good uh, cloaca game going on, so yeah. You know I'm, I'm just kind of curious. So I'm wondering, it's like, is one of these a female from the previous year, and this is her offspring? Sure. Are they sisters? Is it, is it a sister wife kind of deal? Mm -hmm. But uh, they're, no, they're Mormon owls. Is that what you're trying to suggest? Well, not in Nevada. Well, it's really close to Utah. It is. <laughs> My issue with all those these plural marriage shows and it's all based out of out of Utah. You see how easy it is to distract her folks, and yet I get all the blame because we're not talking about enough bird stuff. I have met far more real life plural relationship people uh -huh. in the sci fi and fantasy community than I have anyone who is remotely Mormon. I, I I'm just sure. saying these owls are clearly reading uh 
Heinlein stories. <laughs> Deep cut. I appreciate high five for the Heinlein reference. Amazing job. It's like I read or something. Well, that's crazy. No, like I mean, you don't like you don't hear a lot of Heinlein references. Heinlein for those. Is that how you pronounce attention. it? Is Heinlein? Fuck, I don't care. But that no, that was a really like that was a <laughs> bravo. That was a gold star reference. No, I just feel like if I had a little sticker, I would give it to you. That was great. So anyway, so the Stranger unusual, in a Strange Land. Everybody should read that book at great some book. point. Yeah. So these two. So you have three birds, two females, and I mean, how do they? Okay, how? I, I'm sorry to ask this. How do they know that two of the birds are female? Um, because their behavior, I assume. Well, also females are larger than males. Okay. And I'm sure there was some action witnessed mm-hmm. where somebody oh, okay. was on top Fair and someone was on the bottom and also behavior okay but um i mean polygon polygyny i mean polygamy plur- polygamy is not a word polygamy is isn't it polygyny when it's two females and one male no that's polygamy i'm thinking of um harriers that's where a female can have multiple males okay anyway Plural relationships. We've had it with peregrine falcons right here in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. where like a male was keeping two females but in was, two separate sites. Yeah, on two separate sites, but like in the same nest box. This is that's that's unusual. That's a little. This is cats and that dogs is living we, together. That is something we don't know about animals. Yeah, and I'm it, remind, There's a really great quote from the X Files. Nature doesn't change. Our understanding of nature changes. Hmm. So. There are mutations, there are things that we have not seen before, things that we have not observed before. So it's in, I cannot imagine this is the first time this has occurred in history. It's just the first time it's been observed by humans. Okay, well, just some follow-up with this. The mm-hmm. nesting has finished. They mm-hmm. did like set up a quick nest cam, but mm-hmm. uh, everybody will be relieved to know that all the young owls left the nest and did great. Great. And uh, the parents were still active and engaging with the young and doing what parental owls do. So it'll be interesting to see if they come back next year. That's interesting. Because we always think, I mean, and this is the the thing I sort of hate about uh, the understanding of Darwinism, is we always think about um, animals as being competitive. Like, only the strong will survive is not really the best understanding of Darwinism. It's a sort of this interesting, like, there's this very sort of, uh, fluid, you know, mm-hmm. low, you know, understanding. That's that's a really cool story. So we took a little pause here, and uh, in reference to our earlier discussion about hearing things, there is a nighthawk that has yes. been circling over our apartment building, and um, whenever we go out to listen to it, I can hear it pint like pint, yeah. pint, pint, but you can hear it making its falling. Booming sound. Booming sound. I cannot hear that. I think if it did it right over your head, you'd probably hear it. Um, But just like you hear it and I don't. And it's not like I'm saying, you insane wife, I'm going to lock you in the attic. But you can like clearly see it do its dive. Mary Jane Eyre. Yeah. And while it's doing that dive, it is making a sound with its wings. That to me literally sounds like. Yeah. And I I completely believe that you hear that. She's crazy. I'm not. I am, but not about night owls. (laughs) Your Honor, my wife is clearly insane. No, it's, it's fascinating to me, like, things that that I can hear, like, I'll be out somewhere and I'll hear a uh, snipe winnowing, mm-hmm. which is a sound that they make with their wings that kind of goes... One of our friends, uh, I have to assume it was uh, Sam Landman, 
uh, was posted the whole thing about the... I'm uh, sorry, San Landman of the Aging Poorly podcast? Yes, which we will hopefully be doing again sometime in the future. Uh, posted the whole uh, Laurel Yanni thing. It's just like, I keep hearing Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Paul is dead. <laughs> you sim, Boy, you sim. I just kind of like aged myself with that. Yeah. Oh, that... I was, no, having, it, I was no, having a... Con- no, no, no. You didn't age yourself. That was from... 20 years before you were born. Unless you are immortal. I had a conversation. So I was messaging with a young birder today. And we were just discussing something that had been posted. And the young birder said something to the effect of, I didn't realize there would be old people on this page. No, old old bird watchers? Are you crazy? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. They had gotten a complaint from another bird watcher who's younger than me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we old bird well, watchers are everywhere. I just happen to be one who has a 13-year-old living inside yeah, them. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's old in terms of age, like in terms of number of years lived on this earth. Then there's lack of maturity. Yeah, there's lack of maturity, and then there's old in terms of being crotchety and like... I'm cr- crotchety about yeah. some things, but I... Reminds me of one of my favorite lines from... Um, uh, 30 Rock, because that's all you're talking about. Or since No, uh, a book called uh, Microsurfs by mm. Douglas Copeland, uh, who wrote the seminal book Generation X. He talked about, like, his, he t- the main character, his father, got a different job and quit and said, my boss is older than me in everything except age. So. I actually have a boss that is younger than me. Yeah. And it just fascinates me when he talks about being old. And it's like, oh, I remember that happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> It age, gets worse. <laughs> age ain't nothing but a number. Oh, anyway. All right. Oh, I'm very, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm old and young. I'm I'm both old, young, and immature. Yeah. We're kind of going through a thing right now because mm-hmm. we're celebrating our 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Like our actual, we, we have two wedding dates, but like the actual sure. legal one is. It's coming up. It's like. The twenty second. It's mm-hmm. it's a few days from now. By the time this podcast comes out, it'll it may have even passed. And I, you know, you kind of make those jokes of, um, oh, and we're married for twenty years and we're old and in our depends. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not ready to be in depends yet. I'm. I have known you for more than half of my life. I know. Same here. It's crazy. You were a one night stand that yeah. like ended up being a life partner. Well, we'll talk about we'll talk about our marriage uh, in terms of, but I I want to continue. I want to finish this podcast oh, because yeah. your complaint was we did not. Yeah. Okay. So the, our next story is about more uh, bird of prey breeding weirdness. Sure. So at Pinnacles National Park in California, okay, they had a rather exciting discovery Ooh. with great horned owls. Okay. So again, great horned owls raising a red-shouldered hawk chick. Mm. Okay. No one knows how this red-shouldered hawk got into this nest. It could have been the case of, like, last year when the bald eagle was raising Mm. the red-tailed hawk chick, that maybe the great horned owl raided... My guess is somebody put it there, but I won't... Well, I mean, we'll we'll get to that. So, like, one one theory is great horned owl, like, grabbed this chick from a nest, dropped it off, Mm -hmm. was going in to, like, hack it up Mm -hmm. to feed to his chicks, and then it started begging in a great Mm -hmm. horned owl. Because I'm going to tell you, great horned owls are not that smart. Their eyes are bigger than their brain. So if something starts begging, you know, their brain's like, Mm -hmm. oh, fuck, I have to feed you. Okay, here's some old squirrel. So, Or it could be that... 
Great Horned Owls also take over other raptor mm-hmm. nests, and there had been some competition for this, and the Red Shoulder oh. Hawk may have already had an egg here, and then the Great Horn kicked it out and then ended up incubating a Red Shoulder egg. All right, so what's going on with this? Well, uh, one of the reasons why I paused earlier to listen to the Nighthawk was I suddenly got an update from Pinnacles National Park. Um, they had, everything had been going well, everybody had been feeding everybody, everybody was growing, and then on May 11th, the tree that the nest was in fell over, and the stick nest crashed, Mm -hmm. but they haven't seen the young. It, you know, but it's the brancher phase, Mm -hmm. everybody could be off somewhere, it could have fallen to the ground, and then coyotes were like, yippee ki yay yay let's eat some, let's eat some owls and hawks, yum! But uh, everybody, no one knows what's going on. The owls are still in the area, but okay. everything was going great until then. I, okay. I, I had when, and I just sure. want to put down for the I, record. I was talking about this story and putting links together. It's like, hey, everything is positive. And literally, where we're in the podcast, and here's in. my reaction. To, I don't have a reaction to this story. My reaction to the story was, uh, you took me out many years ago to see. Uh, I think it was great horned owls that were nesting on State the Fair. State Fair or fairgrounds. And then something happened to the nest and it collapsed. Because let's be honest, great horned owls choose shitty nests. They don't build their own nests. They choose nests from other birds. From the year before and they don't make any renovations. They fall apart. They They basically pick. Yeah. All the condemned buildings. Yeah, they're slumlords. Let's let's be honest. They're the slumlords of the owl. Uh, Yeah, anyway. So they move in. I don't don't, don't want to go in there. Anyway. So this nest had collapsed, and uh, you were reasonably upset about like what had happened to the young because this was an urban owl nest and all this stuff. And I said, "Well, maybe they ended up. Maybe the owls are okay. Maybe they they went somewhere else." Yeah, and you were basically like, "Fuck you, Bill. Uh, these birds are dead. Everything is terrible." And then you were driving around, and you in this area, and you saw that the baby owls had basically, you know, crawled, had uh, branched. To another area and we're completely okay. Yes. So I was right and you were wrong. And that's the point I want to make with this story. And that's how you stay married for 20 years. <laughs> you know what? Just for that, I'm going to find the most depressing bird story I it. can. Oh, they're all depressing. No, you no. Actually, actually I, I have this thing and I think I actually originally got it from you. Mm. It was Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Wait. Oh, God, oh, thank you. God. It was a story and not... Okay, <laughs> fine. Okay, good. Great. <laughs> Because he saw the, the Chappaquiddick movie. Oh, my God. What an asshole. <laughs> okay. I love Neil deGrasse Tyson as a scientist. I really wish he would stop commenting on movies. Okay, so you've gone to movies with me, which yes. is a challenge. Yes. Because birds are always <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and so... And this is basically me going to you, like, you, me explaining to you, like, Captain America would never do that. <laughs> Okay, I had some issues. This is my problem with basically every DC movie. But But no, no, I had issues with like even Game of Thrones because like we would be in the (sighs) desert and hear a limpkin and I'd be like, "Ah, that's not where you'd have a limpkin and you'd be like, but there's dragons and I would be like, if it had been a swamp, I would have been okay. It wasn't even Game of Thrones, it was Westworld. Oh, Westworld is the worst. Westworld, where it's a computer, like it's a simulation of robot fantasy, they and you work are complaining so about hard for the accuracy. No, they don't. <laughs> they can change everything. It is completely controlled by one man who wants to have a perfect experience according to his vision. The first, and you're complaining no, about no, the no, no, no. The first episode. Westworld. Oh, God. The first episode of West 
world is the one guy is like showing off this like little mannerism that he's developed oh, to make somebody gosh. look more human. And he's like this, oh, and everybody's like, oh, this mannerism is great. And he's like, we're striving for this accuracy. But if you're going through there, it's like <sighs> griffin vultures it's... in the North American desert. You can't tell me that they wouldn't be thinking like maybe California condor, maybe turkey vulture. Hey, look, we're going to have birds that are, <laughs> so... look at all the detail they put into the, that they this is this is baseline of our conversation, folks. Continue with your original uh, that, story. That, I'm just I'm just saying. Anyway, I know I can be tough to go to movies with. Yep. I'm just gonna say Neil deGrasse Tyson is worse. This is his thing now. But he's like he's like. So I really think the me... film producers would get the moon right. All right. Let for me... July 18th, 1969, Kennedy sees it full, but the actual face oh, was God. a four-day-old waxing crescent that just set long before the midnight tragedy. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Oh my God! This guy has lost his. This is a movie about. A He's woman gone who power died. mad. He's gone power mad with like delisting. No, Pluto. this is his thing now this is like how he gets attention but like this is a movie about the scandal of a woman who died on this night and a man who you know was from this powerful powerful political family the kennedys the kennedys and became you know an advocate for this is not something that he should be so basically you're saying if I need to get more clicks, I need to start looking oh, at all God, the worst please. tragedies out there and talking about the burden accuracies. Please do not. Oh, God. this is No, the reason I posted this was somebody posted this and then the res... it wasn't the first response. Oh, I the see the response was, to it. I love it. Jesus fucking Christ, Neil. I think somebody like... else like posted. It was like, is Neil deGrasse Tyson okay? <laughs> it's like... Neil, come to, like it was very funny. After I posted this, somebody posted something else, like from much, much earlier. Uh, it's like, um, oh, uh, Pocahontas, the movie. Have you ever, you know, paint all the colors of the wind? And then the response was literally me wrestling Neil deGrasse Tyson to the to the ground. Let her sing, Neil. He's he's not helping his cause. No, but I was like, I, I can let some things go. But I, but on the one hand, oh, it's like... you can't let anything birding go. But sometimes I can justify things. I feel like people who complain about house finches mm-hmm. in North American dramas on the East Coast. Sure. And they're like, oh, I heard a house finch in, in New York. <sighs> and this was in the 1800s and house finches wouldn't have been there. And it's like... They can't get rid of all the house finches. That's a that's a bitch to unfoley that that that. But it's 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 the little things like mm. you're out in the desert and they've clearly piped in a call and it's a loon. Or they're in South America and it's a kookaburra. Or they're in Africa and it's mm. a kookaburra and it's like that's Australia. It was the West World thing that really broke me because that is completely because they're working so hard to be so accurate and create this world and it's like that but that that there wouldn't have been a. This is what I'm dealing with, folks. That's that's not the faces of the moon. Yeah, I'm gonna create a perfectly real bird environment and then it's gonna be revealed that they're on Mars. It's like. That's how the character is going to realize that, wait a minute, none of these birds should be here. We must be on Mars. I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast. I'm going to fuck you over and do the things like, you're going to hear that, wait, that's the sound of an eagle. It's not a red-tailed hawk. We must be on Mars. Wait, what? What are you talking? You're making no sense now. Exactly. No, no, no. So, so, uh... 
the visitor center for the park that I work for had this like huge makeover a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And makeover. Yeah. And so we have all this video stuff put in and my supervisor who kind of knows birds, but not really well was like, can you like listen to some of these bird sounds that sure. they're piping in with our video just to make sure they make sense. And I was like, sure, sure. No problem. Oh, God, I remember this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I go in and the woman doing it is super nice. And there comes a point where, like, a bunch of wood ducks and mallards are flying off. And if you're a birder, you know what that sounds like. You can hear the wing flapping. You can hear the kind of wail that a wood duck is going to do. And I see this happen. And instead of hearing that, I hear barnyard geese just honking. And I started laughing. And the woman was like, oh, is that wrong? And I was like, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing because it was, like, a really unexpected sound. But, no, these are barnyard geese. And I was like, you have ducks here. You don't even have geese. And she's like, it said ducks on on, on the, the, you know, Creative Commons. Anybody can use this. Like, yeah, that stuff's not accurate. So, you know, got that straightened out. And then she had another video, and and she played the sounds, and I'm listening to it, and I'm hearing like the flycatchers and stuff like that. And I said, "What time of year do you want this to be?" She's like, "Well, it's supposed to be summer." And I said, "Well, this is a soundscape that I would hear like the last weekend in May on the Mississippi River in the Twin Cities, but I, I we could like fudge it and say it's June." And she's she just looked at me like terrified and she's like i recorded this memorial day weekend how did you know this was the end of may <laughs> and i was like well i just know the migration pattern and i recognize where you were and i was just like well you would not hear this particular flycatcher in early may and oh you're not going to hear it after june 15th and it was just like and then it's like oh well you also have this warbler singing it is like, and i was like i love you so much i know much. too much i, know I too love much. you so much i want to do a birding by ear podcast and i've been trying mm. really hard I need some kind of, like, producing editor to help mm-hmm. me with the bird sounds. Cause Not me. No, no, no. And I can't do it. But right. I really, like, have this great idea to, like, explain people things I'm hearing, timing, and habitat. But finding all the sounds and getting them to sound the way I think they should sound. Because it's like, it, it's so if you want to learn your bird sounds, one of the best ways that you can start to do it is pick a spot and try to... Go and walk through it. If you can do it once a week, that's great. But if you can only do it once a month, that's fine. If you can do it someplace in the middle, that's that's good too. And when you know the birds that you know, you know, document that. And, and, and just always kind of keep in your head. Okay, I'm hearing the cardinal here. I'm hearing the catbird here. I'm hearing mm-hmm. this. And then when someone new moves in and you don't recognize it, you're going to be able to figure that out. And it's going to help you, like, pinpoint what they are. Sure. But then after a year, you're going to learn who all the regulars are. And then next year when it's migration and, like, suddenly you get this bizarre, like, maybe you're not supposed to have golden wing warbler where you live. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to know it right away. But it, it, it really is great. And, and I love doing that in our neighborhood because I know where our neighbors are. Like, our catbird returned. And I know the catbird that lives behind us, mm-hmm. not only by where he nests, but also by the things mm. that he sings. And then I listened to another one and was like, who's this guy doing this like weird, you know, red-shouldered hawk? Oh, you're a new catbird in this mm. neighborhood. And it's, it's a good way to kind of get to know where territories are. It's a good way to learn your bird songs. And it's also just kind of a fun way to know your avian neighbors. It's a, and, and I learned all of this by doing point counts. And it's like point counts... I think are one of, if everybody who's interested in birds could find a way to do point counts type surveys, you would learn not only so much about bird behavior, but also bird calls. It's great. I think that's a great point to wrap up on from sound to sound. 
This is the Bird Chick Podcast. If you have any questions for Sharon, you can talk to her. She is on Twitter, at Bird Chick. You can email her, Sharon, at BirdChick.com. She is on the Twitters, and we will be back soon. Ta-ta.